Oh, right, cool. Usually a good thing. Yeah. So now we're ready to burn. Yeah. Let's burn through some digital film. Too scared to stick my toes in. I'm frozen. I know I'm God's chosen. Internal explosion. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Benny J. And yo, it's your bull, Hazel Eyed Bandit, in the building. And this is Internal Explosion, the podcast, episode number eight Extreme. Now, I don't know if you guys think a lot about extremes or not. I think a lot of the extremes of today, I, to go right into it, I think they're kind of normalized. So if you're in the younger generation, you might not see some of these things that the older generations would call extreme as extremes. Think about that a little bit. We are going to the ends of the earth trying to figure out how do we get back to space? How do we go beyond what we've done so far with the internet? Technologically, how do we continue to break through the walls that are, that are keeping us back from further discovery? Everything is a hot pursuit of knowledge. But the problem is with modernism, which is what we came out of and then moved into postmodernism, modernism was the pursuit of understanding everything as much as we could. We believe that through science, the scientific method, we could develop an understanding of everything at its core. We could break it down. We could reduce it down to something that was measurable all the time. And what happened? We get introduced to this new wave of thought that came through the universities called postmodernism. Postmodernism heavily focuses on perspective of individuals as measuring the truth, but it doesn't necessarily look at a fuller reality. So you think about that for a moment. Chris, you're thinking with me. I know you I'm, are. I'm marinating, man. That modernistic approach is what originally informed our universities and our school system. All of a sudden over the past, I don't know, what is it? 10, 15 years probably in progression, yeah. you start seeing people throwing out the modernistic thinking and going into pursuits of their own personal truth, this individualized truth. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is now the standards get mixed. Who's right? Who's wrong? By what standard can we measure together? And if we don't have a, a standardized measurement, at least something, how do we come together as a community? Wow, that's a that's a lot to chew on. Um, my goodness. sorry, Chris, I do that to you a lot, bro. <laughs> no, you you gave me an alley oop. I can, I can work with that. Um, so about the standards. So we have to have some type of standards in order to do business. Um, like the smallest example, I go into a store. I want a bag of chips. The store owner says that's fifty cents. I give him fifty cents. Bam, there you go. So there is some type of trust. There's some type of standard there. Everything that we do during the course of a day is some type of transaction, um, and there is a standard behind that. Whether we see it, whether it's understood, but there is some type of standard. Mm -hmm. The problem, in, in my opinion, is that when we start talking about how to live, how to coexist, like, like my brother said, that's when those standards start to become blurry. Mm -hmm. And so we have to find a way to find some type of standard so that I'm not always feeling on guard, so that I'm not always feeling attacked. And the same way that when I go to a store, buy a bag of chips, and the store owner and myself have some type of agreed upon transaction, how can we take that and filter that into other parts of our life 
where we're allowing people to come in on a more personal, uh, more spiritual uh, level where my core beliefs may be in the forefront. Yeah, I, I think that what you're talking about there is an, impl an implied agreement. Mm -hmm. So there's this implicit nature in society that drives a lot of our learning when we're young. It's things that are, they're there, they're actively working in the background, but we're not aware of them. But it's all shaping us to behave in a certain way and to think in a particular manner. So you think about this implicit learning, the question ends up being, how much of it do you actually know about? How aware are you of what you've been implicitly taught? And if you're not aware of it at all, it's influencing every single thing that you do constantly. So you have to do that research to figure out what it is you believe, why you believe it, and maybe even if you can, how did it come into play in your life? You want to get to those explicit learnings where it's, it's out and about. You see clearly where you're learning it from, what it is, and why it is. Uh, if you don't have that explicit type of learning, you're more or less being indoctrinated by some other system of thought that doesn't come from you per se, and it might end up feeling like it superseded your will when you come to realize, oh my goodness, I've been being led around by, let's say, the media. Now, I'm not going to go as far to say it's fake news because I think there's a lot of real news as well. Um, and at the same time, we have to be so selective in what we're watching, what we're putting our ears to, because that all ends up infiltrating our minds. And if we don't have a ready defense or a standard to measure by already, that stuff's going to take us all over the place. And you're going to get like the sea. You're going to just be tossed by the waves. You're not going to know what's going on. And so scripture talks about building a foundation or building a house on a solid foundation. And so as we've gone through now, now eight episodes, we've talked about having Christ and having the, the Christian um, lens as that foundation. And we've been trying, you know, for better or worse, trying to build the case as to why you should build and we should continue to build our foundation on, on Christ. And we talked in the last episode about, you know, try God yeah. and, you know, don't take our word for it. You know, we, we are still in the process of trying God. It's a day-to-day -day choice that we have to consciously make. And so, yes, the, the world is always in flux. Beliefs are always in flux. A lot of things change with the political climate, the, the party in power, yeah. um, changing sentiment. And it's, it is so hard to figure out, well, where does, where does the constant lie? Yeah. Um, scripture has not changed at all. I know there will be some people who say, well, yeah, it changes all the time. It contradicts itself. Um, I would like to say that those are people that really don't dig down deep into Scripture and try to understand God's heart. And when you understand God's heart, you'll see that God has been fairly consistent. And so we don't just want you to read. We want you to act. We don't just want you to act. We want you to believe. And if you consistently do that over and over and over again, just like in the gym, it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. And that habit, when affixed to a solid foundation, becomes something that won't change and something that won't let you down. And it's interesting that you're talking about something that doesn't change, except we change. Mm -hmm. And then we want to look at the we want to look at something historical, such as the Bible, 
and we want to change it to fit the lens we're looking through right now. That's actually, I believe that's termed the sin of contemporaneity. Mm. You're trying to take a contemporary viewpoint and you're trying to paint over an older image, an older set of standards with the new viewpoint. As you can imagine, there's going to be a lot of contrast between what we're dealing with today and what was being dealt with then. Although there might also be a lot of crossover, to be fair, there could be a lot of similarities in it, as in the human heart hasn't changed since the beginning. The human heart has been broken. It's wicked and corrupt due to sin. That started in the beginning with Adam and Eve, and it hasn't changed since. So you can always say there's nothing new under the sun in those ways. Right. I think the big change is it's, it's the mask that we're wearing today, or it's, it's the mask that maybe society as a whole is wearing, or the masks to make it more universal, because mm-hmm. there's, many, there's many things that can take a new lens and then, and then focus in on a specific angle, show you a specific topic, ways to, ways to interpret something that is based off someone else's or some other group's agenda for you. To think that you're truly a free person since you've been indoctrinated your whole life by all the media, uh, all of the things that you've been, you've been shown over and over again, reinforcing certain patterns in your thought process, to say that you're completely free but have never taken a critical look and researched to see what those things represent, where they come from, do you really believe it? If you've never taken an honest look, again, like we've been talking about with Jesus, give it a try. If you have the capacity, if, you're, if you have the willingness to go and seek truth, don't just sit back and take pleasure over, over, the, over the, the pursuit of truth. Because mm. we're all pursuing truth every single day. It's just, do we land on something and say, that's the truth for me. I'm not moving any further. That's good enough. I've reached my level of, of pursuit and I'm happy now. What if that wears off for you? Or what if, what if that doesn't produce long-term the results that you'd hope for throughout your life? You get to the end of your life and you have remorse or regret. I hope that for your sake, for our sake, mm-hmm. that we remain critical in our assessment, our observation of things. Not that we have to be harsh in our, in our, in our criticisms, but we at least have to measure things up according to some standard, as we've been saying. Check what your standard is. Look back hard at how you were raised. What did your parents instill in you since you were children? What do you know? How did you come to know that? Do you actually agree and like what those things have produced? Or do you need to take a second look and say, you know what? I want to do better for my family. Or I want to do better just for my own life and for the others around me. And you'll you'll find the interesting thing about this is if you build that house on a solid foundation... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we talk about the Christian lens. Um, there are so many lenses. There are so many faith lenses throughout this world. Um, if you look through the, the Christian lens, you may seem a little extreme, like my brother's hat. You may seem a little extreme because the scripture is littered with things and, well, concepts that are contrary to the way we live. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone hits you, you turn another cheek. If someone takes your coat, you give them another one. Um, and so there's so many principles and you look at people that live by scripture and you're like, wow, 
that's extreme. Mm-hmm. It's only extreme because it's going against it's going against the the stream of popular culture. Yeah, that's basically all it is. Um, you know, popular culture would have you believe that there is a god in everything. You know, everything could be a god, and yet the Christian lens is saying, no, there is one god, and so. There are so many different things that are grabbing for all of our attention. And, right. you know, even us as Christians, there are always things that are grabbing at our attention, yeah. trying to poke holes in that foundation. And so every day is a struggle. And Ben, I love when you said that it has to be a conscious decision. Don't just sit there yeah. and let wisdom come to you. you know, wisdom has to be pursued. Yes. Um, just like when you're hungry, you have to pursue food. Or if you're trying to get stronger, you have to pursue the gym. Uh, what are you pursuing that is adding value to your life that will never change, um, that won't change with changing sentiments, that won't change with with people? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're, we're calling you to be extreme, <laughs> righteously extreme, um, and chase that foundation. And when you chase that foundation, you'll find that the riches of life, both this life and the next life, will be worthwhile. Yeah, I'm with you with that, Chris. I think that it's it's so easy as Christians to want to fall back into the pool of the mainstream, as Chris was saying. There's there's so many things vying for our attention, trying to get us through our senses, because that's the best way to get a, to get any to get any mammalian creature is through the senses. What does the scripture say about people will go? to wherever their itching ears are lured into. So whatever your ears want to hear, I guarantee you, you can find someone to tell you what you want to hear. But what about the loving person that would tell you the truth, the thing you don't want to hear, the thing that holds up a mirror to you and says, look at yourself. This is the reality. This represents the reality. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Do you see that if you made a change in this way, you could actually find a closer sense of freedom? you would start to pull in that direction. But if you remain extreme in the pleasures of this life that are, that are so, they are running rampant in your, through your life and they're offered every, every direction you look, you can't get away from things that are attempting to try to satiate your, your appetites of your flesh. Your body is always screaming for something to feel good or to lessen anxiety or the worries of life in general. You're always trying to do something that calms you. What if I told you? Chris, you're about to say something, bro. I've seen you never load. <laughs> there, is, there is something so important about recognizing what the attack against you is, how they're using your senses to exploit you, and then figure out what to do about it. They want to give you instant gratification. That leaves you stranded in Neverland. That leaves you stranded as an immature child, as an mm-hmm. adult form. What are you going to do with that? You need deprivation in your life. That's what fasting breaks down mm-hmm. to. You're depriving the flesh so the spirit has more room to operate. It's that simple. So if you ever wonder what fasting is and why we do it, it's an extreme measure. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. It's an extreme, extreme. measure. But much like the zebra, yo, we got to protect our necks. Oh, wow. We really do because the devil's lurking at every corner and the world is always trying to cave in on us as Christians. They want to, they persecute us because one, they don't know who we are. We are foreign to them. And two, 
they're afraid of what we bring. If they open their hearts and minds to us, they might actually have to change and go through suffering. And the world doesn't, the world doesn't necessarily encourage suffering, yeah. although the end result of the pattern of the world is ultimate suffering. Well, man, you, you preaching. I'm, I'm loving it. I, I love my, my mind went somewhere else. You said protect your neck. I'm like, wow, that sounds like a like a song <laughs> or <an> album. <laughs> and, Enter the woo. And then, then you're talking about people and chambers. I'm like, wow, 36 chambers. Did my, I say my, chambers? Yeah, man. You, you We're going to have to hit rewind. I, th- th- throw the flag. We'll, we'll rewind it. And it's we'll all good. It. Yeah, is there a flag on the play? I don't know. Keep going. I'll, I'll keep. I'll, I'll hold on to the flag. I'll throw the red one later. I, uh, um, but yeah, yeah. Like my brother said, um, we're we're calling to we're calling all of us to be extreme, not an extremist. Yes. Because let's let's be clear, our our faith has been used to oppress. It's been used to put down. It's been used to separate. Yeah. Too much of anything results in someone else being left out. But the the beauty of the the Christian faith is that in its purest form. It's open to everybody. Yep. You know, Christ died so that all of us would have a pathway to God. Um, in the in the older part of the Bible, it talked about a chosen people mm-hmm. that would be able to go home and be with God at the end of life. And then Christ died so that all of us. Well, in fact, we probably need to spend a whole episode and unpack that because that is a large thing to unpack. But super all this simplified, <laughs> super simplified version is Christ died so that we would all have a way to get to God, a way to get home, yep. Um, yep. to live an abundant life here and also in the in the life to come. And so we're calling you to be extreme, not an extremist, but calling you to be extreme because we are living a life contrary to the norms yep. that would leave you half full. Uh, we're calling you to fullness, to life more abundant. And so... In the purest form, be extreme. Yeah, I'm with that. If you think about this, the world itself, we we talk about the concept of entropy, everything Mm. breaking apart at the seams. It's funny how every time God comes back to reinstate his kingdom here on this earth, ever since Christ came, died, rose again, the kingdom has been steadily marching forward. The interesting piece here, though, is as people experience revivals within the Holy Spirit, within the truth of God and, and the, the hierarchy that exists within a biblical framework, we end up taking it for granted over time. Nobody knows how to value it long term. It gets lost over and over and over. And we keep coming back to the same thing where it's like, oh, there's a small remnant of Christians left who truly love God and God's going to raise them up to do supernatural things in his almighty power so that we can come back to a space where the kingdom is being rebuilt again across societies. And right now we're experiencing the breaking down of and the decay. What happens there? The call and response happens. Mm. You're seeing Christians more and more stepping up to the plate and saying, no, we don't buy the stuff that you're selling us. No, we're not going to allow you to tell us what the truth is. We're going to stand firm in the one that we've been saying is the truth from the beginning. We're not going to shrink back because you think you have strength in your numbers or that you have clever arguments that you make that come from a perverse sense of what truth is based on your own selfish ambitions or your vain conceit. 
And yeah, I'm calling it out hard, I know. The purpose of that is to tell you God continuously claims victory over and over through his people. The question is, what side of history do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the part where God's rebuilding his kingdom through his people and restoring what's been broken because of sin and disobedience? Or do you want to be on the side that is destined to to find hell or something something that you're not going to like that's separated from God? Yeah. So, I mean... I hate to do it. We might have to leave him with that, man. That, that's something. That, that's a cliffhanger because there there is a lot of hope. <laughs> there that, is a ton. There of is hope a ton of hope with that. Um, but you know, some some of the things that um, I, I appreciate ministers that leave you with a cliffhanger. Hmm. Um, He's saying and, he appreciates. Yeah, that. I appreciate it. Um, and the 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 reason is not to leave you like half fed. Yeah, it's to spur on your desire. So. Our, our hope is that we said something that spurs on your curiosity or your desire during the course of this next week or a couple of days mm-hmm. to, to really help you develop that relationship. You know, like we started out with, you know, try God, try God, you know, open up a Bible, read a devotional, invest five minutes a day um, because that desire is going to push you to 10 minutes a day, then a half hour. And then before you know it, you're just talking to God like we're talking to you right now, having a dialogue. So um, be, be, be extreme, be extreme, not an extremist. <laughs> there is a very different, there's a very big difference between the two. Very. One is carefully guarded and understood in what's expected by knowing what the Bible teaches about Christ and how he modeled a certain behavior and attitudes for us as his followers. There are parameters in there, mm-hmm. but there's also tons of freedom. So that's a beautiful thing. I wanted to leave you with this, Chris and I. We want you to know that the person of wisdom avoids all extremes. Mm. Be a moderate, mm-hmm. but don't be lukewarm in your faith. No, lukewarm. That's one thing you never get you never get lukewarm with. You never get moderate with. Your faith needs to be to the utmost degree, to the utmost extreme. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to know, you gals, y'all. Y'all. I want <laughs> y'all to know that. Everybody has an opportunity to behold wisdom if they seek it. God grants it bountifully to those who seek it. Mm-hmm. Solomon was considered the wisest of all of Israel at the time he reigned as king. Why? He sought God. He was also part of a ball and lineage that also had a lot of problems. But were after God's heart, many of them, especially David. Mm-hmm. So I want to remind you, God loves you, but he won't tolerate sin. So get into that space where you are actively seeking him every day. Like Chris said, getting in the scripture, taking time to pray, spending time with people that you know are already mature in the faith so that you can be discipled and grow yourself. This isn't magic. This isn't a magical equation. There are some clear steps to take. And these have been outlined in some of our, our previous talks and even in today's talk. So if you forget, take a look back or look forward to some more of Internal Explosion, the podcast, episode number eight. Ocho! Here we go. (laughs) I thought we weren't going to nail that on the episode number. Oh. But I think it's, yeah, it's eight. Yeah, it's eight. It's eight. We holding that that number hostage. We're holding on to that one. We're being extremists. Extreme. I'm holding that number hostage. It's eight. We're going with eight. You see me? 
Yeah. You see me? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for checking us out. I'm Benny J. And once again, this is your boy, the Hazel Eyed Bandit, right here in the building. <laughs> Love y'all. Peace. Peace out. Or peace in. Peace out. What you like? Pr protect your peace, man. Ooh. Keep your peace on lock. Enter them chambers. Ooh. Swinging swords like Sonobi. Oh. Oh, man. We're about to drop some killer beat knowledge in this joint. Yo. Can you edit in a beat or something? Not, not without paying royalties. <laughs> Good point. He's like, I don't want none of that smoke. Yeah, no, uh, none of that smoke. I just uh, protect. Smoke. I just protected your neck. Yeah, you just saved and my own. Here we go, bro. These royalties, man, they be thinking they kings. I tell you, but yo, is that what that it's, is? It's about the eight chambers right here. We don't have to pay royalties to the eight chambers. That's true, y'all. Y'all got eight chambers to work through now, and uh, this has been this has been a, a really enjoyable and, and and fun experience we're we're incredibly thankful that people take the time to listen to this and we hope that you'll prayerfully lift us up in this ministry and trust god with us that he's going to use these messages to draw people back to himself and we're going to see god we're going to see god lifted up we're going to mm -hmm. see his name glorified among the nations that's going to happen no matter what in the end but we'd like to see it happen a little sooner in the meantime. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Love y'all. Right, cool. One more time. I love you all. I love all right. you. I love you. Love, love you. Love you. Love you. It's so weird now. Ah. All right, man. Let's rock. Have a good weekend, y'all. I was watching it. You actually were ready to end at 20 on the dot. Wow. You hit 20 in your head. You were like, I was like, dang, yo. I got another thing to say. I've done, I've done too many webinars. That's all that is. No, nah, but that's, that's money. Wow, man. That was hot fire, man. We'll see how that one performs, nah, man. Not.